this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me, as always, is the amazing, illustrious Dog Bark. Dog Bark. <laughs> uh, the uh, goddess of editing, Ariel. That was a re- at a request of one of our fans. I mentioned this in the Discord, and now we have to do it every time. The goddess of editing. Yep. Who said that? I said that. Uh, yeah, I said you're the goddess of editing and everybody agreed. So now I have to call you that. Or you could call me <gasps> just Ariel. <laughs> There's no fun in that. Uh, so no, we're back. Nobody said I was fun. Oh, get out of here. Okay. So, so we're back. It's been a while. Don't start singing. <laughs> it's been a while. Nope. See, you told me I couldn't do it. So now you can't do it. I never said I couldn't. Uh, but we are back. We are back. We're recording all weekend long to make sure we stay ahead. Listen, listeners, I'm sure you will understand completely. Tears of the Kingdom. We, well, that we had five children. So, well, I mean, yeah, we. Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Five. I'm kids. just gonna blame it. School's out. <laughs> on Tears of the Kingdom. Chaos ensued. But in reality, it's a million other reasons. Yeah. That's okay. We're back on track. We took this entire weekend to just record LOZ episodes. So yeah, we got this. Do we? Probably not, but moving on. (laughs) Before we get started, and I'm not going to say any spoilers. I hope you are all enjoying Tears of the Kingdom. Oh my gosh. I'm sure you are. I am. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to (laughs) listeners. I'm sure you all are. Enjoying it. I am thoroughly enjoying it. I think it beat out number one for me with Majora's Mask. Really? I think so. I think it's, it's, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I love the challenge. So, yeah. Wow. I know. I didn't think it was ever going to happen, but I'm pretty sure Tears of the Kingdom dethroned Majora's Mask is my number one. 
wow it's, it's the addition of things we'll get to it but it's the addition of areas to explore oh yeah like i said no spoilers i just wanted to just yep. briefly we'll get to it just say i hope you are all enjoying it just as much <laughs> as we are but enough about that let's talk about the dark ditty nitty gritty uh, era of legend zelda that is twilight princess because we're you, doing you, i don't know i stuttered through that one that was that was <laughs> difficult to hear. Uh, but we're talking about characters today, aren't we? Characters. Characters of Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. So we're we're gonna do this new format again. Uh, we're gonna have you do the characters, and I'm gonna interrupt you constantly with Easter eggs, right? Yeah. 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 This is because listeners that he just was like, here, you do all the work. <laughs> it's not at all true. No, it's not true, but. Yeah, I gotta uh, give you crap. It's been a while. Mm. At least on a podcast, it's been a while. It was really like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Gosh. All right. So who's our first character? Who's All up? All right. You ready for this? I'm ready. Ready. Wait, did you do interpretations of each oh, one of these two? Of course I did. Oh, my God. Of course I did. All right. This is definitely going to be a couple parter episode then. <laughs> Yeeted their problem to somewhere else. Yeet. I don't know. Sages. Oh gosh, really? <laughs> that's that's the interpretation you gave them. They sure <sighs> yeeted their problem somewhere else, didn't they? Oh jeez. Alright, alright, alright. I'm assuming you say this because of, you know, the the whole I'll get into it. Okay. So They have the appearance of ethereal old men wearing masks with no faces underneath. The sages reside in the mirror chamber located in the Arbiter's grounds. Prior to Twilight Princess, the sages put Ganondorf on trial in the mirror chamber. They struck Ganondorf with the sword of the sages in an attempt to execute him. But... Ganondorf used his part of the Triforce and broke free of his shackles, killing one of the sages. Sage of water. Yes. The rest of the sages quickly sent him to the Twilight Realm through the Mirror of Twilight. Yeet! (laughs) So, during the events of Twilight Princess, the sages explained to Link and Midna that Zaunt fragmented the mirror That he was unable to shatter it completely due to him not being the true ruler of the Twilight Realm. They tell Link and Midna the three missing shards are at Snow Peak, Sacred Grove, and the City in the Sky. And after they get the shards, the sages reveal Midna to be the true ruler of the Twilight. So that's basically what I have on the sages for Twilight Princess. But I do have a little fun fact if you want to hear it. Mm-hmm. So, 
The American version of Twilight Princess states the sages were Zelda's tutors. However, the Japanese version states Oru tutored her instead. I don't like the inconsistencies they give in this game due to translation issues. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I mean, I figure that it is extremely difficult to translate languages to and from, but you would, I don't know, I feel like with something like this, you kind of want to hit it head on instead of this mistranslation constantly happening. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of translation issues that have existed in games for a very long time. I won't go in depth into it, but... It is a difficult process. We must give props first to those who translate games for us. Thank you oh, so much. Definitely, because <laughs> that's that would be extremely challenging. Yeah. And much like in the English language, you know, you have put and put. Well, yeah, you have or, 50 words yeah. that mean the same thing. Yeah. But in other languages, you don't have the 50 words that mean the same thing. Yeah. So, I, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it's it's difficult. But hey, at least we have the answer of who actually tutored Zelda and Twilight Princess. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> okay. So you ready for this? Mm. Put myself in charge so I don't get eaten. Um no idea. The Cuckoo Leader. Oh, dang it. Yep. <laughs> that makes sense. Yep. This Cuckoo is found near the Howling Stone in the Hidden Village and is the leader of all the cats living in the village. That's why I said put myself in charge so I don't get eaten. Oh, no. If... If Link talks to the Kuko leader while in wolf form, a mini game will start. Link must find all 20 cats scattered throughout the village. And if successful, will receive a piece of heart. So Link has to find and talk to all 20 cats. And if he leaves before speaking to all 20 cats, he will have to start all over again. This is by far most annoying side quest. It, listen, I just thought it was hilarious. Cuckoo leaders of Cuckoo in charge of a bunch of cats. Any interesting facts about it? I, I don't. Oh, <laughs> but I do. Oh, let's hear <laughs> maybe, it. Maybe not about the Cuckoo leader, but I do have interesting facts about the Cuckoo. Wow. <laughs> so, did you know that it one point, Link must use hawk grass to summon a hawk and send it flying in the direction of Kukos. So we know this. The hawk will then grab a Kuko in its talons and bring it back to Link, who will automatically grab said Kuko. This is actually a reference to chicken hawks. <laughs> uh, and the next one I have is, unlike the other Legend of Zelda games, if you damage a Kuko 10 times in this game, you will temporarily take control of said Kuko. This 
results in basically the cuckoos not grouping up on you and attacking like they do in other games. Uh, but this is because it's needed for certain quests and things. So they took away us getting attacked by our lovely little cuckoos in this game for a brief, brief second. Much appreciated. Since they threw <laughs> everything else at us. I don't know. I was kind of hoping for that. But there, there you go. Cuckoo Easter eggs. <laughs> I do like cuckoos. Oh, my gosh. You know why? Because I fried chicken is like my favorite food ever. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> so, who needs clothes? Tangle. I don't know. These are hard ones. Great fairy. Oh, gosh. All right. Let's hear this. Claiming to be the queen of all fairies, this great fairy can be found inside the multi-level cave of ordeals. This great fairy resembles a young woman with pointed ears and long green hair, wearing a small cloth tied around her waist, and that's it. Her hair is covering her top half. Yeah, this wasn't... Uh... Yeah, this game... Yeah, that's all I can say. <laughs> mm. The great fairy's most common form is a sparkling green mist. She appears in this form at the Spirit Springs and the Cave of Ordeal when Link isn't talking to her. So those are her little forms in the game. In the fountains found on every 10th level... The Great Fairy appears and sends healing fairies to one of the spirit springs located across Hyrule. Once Link reaches the end at the 50th level, she will fill one of Link's empty bottles with Great Fairy Tears and tells him he can get more tears at any of the light spirit springs, though he can only have one filled at a time. However, if he goes back and completes the Cave of Ordeals again, he'll be able to fill another bottle with tears, allowing him to have more than one. So there's a way to cheat the system. And she will also warp Link out of the cave if he wants. So that's kind of the great fairy's thing in this. So just a couple of fun facts. Okay. This is the first instance in a 3D Zelda game in which the Great Fairy doesn't upgrade any of Link's items or attributes. She does not. No. No, not today, she says. And in Twilight Princess HD, she also appears at the Cave of Shadows and rewards Wolf Link with the Colossal Wallet. The only question I had when that happened was, why does she have a wallet? She don't need no money. <laughs> because she's a nice, great fairy mm. and was like, I don't have pockets because I'm just wearing a piece of cloth. So here, Link, <laughs> here's the wallet. Here's the wallet. I don't need this. I have no pockets. Uh, I found it. Oh, gosh. Well, do you want an Easter egg with about the Cave of Ordeals? I do want an Easter egg about the Cave of Ordeals. <laughs> 
<sighs> well, and only this is only applies to certain releases of the game. Don't ask me which, because no one has been able to figure out exactly which releases of the game this affects. But in certain releases of the game, there's a shortcut that can be accessed if you use the Gale Boomerang to put out two torches at the start of the room. If this is done, the door in the following room will be open, even though there are still enemies in the room. This is not possible when entering the first floor or any of the great fairies chambers as there are no torches for Link to extinguish. So in certain copies of the game, you can't cheat. You don't have to mess with anybody. You just walk right through. Huh. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I love when I can cheat and I don't have to do all the hard work. <laughs> oh, like this episode? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ready for the next one? Let's go. Not sure how many greats. Granddaughter to a legend. <sighs> Is this our fishing hole? Go ahead and tell me. I think I know, but I don't remember her name. Impaz. Fishing hole lady. Impaz. <laughs> All right, let's hear about Impaz. Okay. So she is the last inhabitant of the hidden village, which was once the secret home of the Sheikah, said to have been founded by Impa. I was so wrong. This is not what I thought you were talking about. I Yeah, that's why I stared at you, Blankly. <laughs> so this was, you know, founded by Impa, whom Empaz gets her name from. The hidden village was attacked by Bulblins and was taken over, forcing Empaz to stay imprisoned in her home. When Ilya was kidnapped she was taken to the hidden village where she met Impaz. Impaz became friends with her and helped her escape however staying behind herself link comes and defeats the bulblins and Impaz is so excited to meet the boy Ilya had talked non-stop about and to learn that Ilya is safe Impaz gives link Ilya's charm to return to Ilya Link comes back later looking for help with a Dominion Rod. Impaz is overjoyed to see Link with the rod as that symbolizes Link as the messenger to the heavens. She is now able to fulfill her duty that bound her to the Hidden Village and gives Link the ancient skybook. So that's why she didn't leave before. Why she stayed in the village because she had to. I feel so silly thinking this was the fishing hole. I just thought you were hinting at the great greats because, and I couldn't remember her name. So I was like, oh, Impaz. Yeah, that's totally the, and then you said, uh, Kakariko Village. I was like, oh no, I know exactly who this is. I feel so stupid. Hidden Village. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Kakariko. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, no. It's definitely Kakariko. I still yeah. stand by that it is Kakariko Village. You to just this day. go right ahead. So, anyways, <laughs> I have some fun facts here. During development, and I like this one. During development, Impaz was to be a male named Old Man Impa. 
What? Yeah. Yeah. Impaz was originally going to be a man named Old Man Impa. And you have, if you, uh, listeners, if you haven't seen the picture of Old Man Impa, you really need to. Oh. You really need to Google Old Man Impa. Okay. He looks like, okay, he looks like a mixture between King Boomy from Avatar and Where's Waldo? <laughs> like Waldo. Uh, <laughs> I think it's something straight out of Tim Burton's imagination. <laughs> no, like he looks just like Boomy, but in like Waldo clothes. <laughs> So this one, uh, this fun fact is kind of redundant, but I put it down here anyways. Impaz's name is a reference to Impa from Ocarina of Time. A little bit redundant, but yeah. You know. And it's heavily implied Impaz is descendant of Impa from Ocarina of Time. In Ocarina of Time or around that time, Impa founded the Hidden Village to allow a secret place for the Sheikah after opening up Kakariko Village to all races. That's why I'm saying it's not Kakariko. I don't care. It's Kakariko. No. No. No, because she had, you know. She did. I know. Okay, so everyone home doesn't think I'm stupid. I know Hidden Village is not Kakariko, but I love screwing with Ariel on this one. <laughs> so, I like the next one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Stalfos Link. Uh, is this by chance the great hero from before? The skeletal giant that is our teacher? Yeah, but more specific. Oh, gosh. Um... You have the right person. Now I'm just looking for the name. I know. I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. It's um, some sort of fancy title. You're going to say it, and I'm going to smack myself in the forehead. Oh, I can't wait for you to smack yourself in the forehead. Here, a spirit. <laughs> I don't even have to insert a sound effect. He did it. I told you I was going to because it was the easiest name, and I couldn't remember it. ADHD is the worst. <laughs> I like the hero spirit. I like the story of the hero spirit. It's uh, it's essentially just. Oh, boy, you wanted me to do characters, so. You're right. You're this right. skeletal specter can assume the form of a white wolf as well. In Hyrule, he appears as the white wolf, except for the first time encountering Link. He can be summoned by finding a howling stone. And the hero spirit is mostly transparent except for his armor, which is filled with a ghostly pale blue apparition with a decaying body and skeletal face. Similar to his white wolf form, his left eye glows red while his right eye is gone. It's gross. <laughs> so... Let's talk about the hero spirit now. The hero spirit is the hero of time from Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, filled yep. with regrets. Yep. He was unable to pass on lessons of his life to those who came after him when he was sent back in time to his childhood. He was not remembered as a hero. He then teaches the hero of Twilight Link the seven hidden skills to ease his regrets. 
He tells Link to take sword in hand, meaning Link must be in human form to find him. When Link finds the hero's spirit, who is in his white wolf form, the white wolf leaps through Link and transports him to another world. The wolf transforms into his knight form and teaches Link one of the seven hidden skills. How awesome that is that they put this in here because of Link going back in time in Ocarina of Time. Well, this is what happens when you narc. Don't expect to get famous for being a narc. Wow. <laughs> what a jerk. No, I'm saying, I, I just think it's cool that they put that in Twilight Princess. They put an aspect yeah. of what happens when you time travel. I enjoyed the fact that they played it out the way it should be. He went back, he tattletailed, no one knew who he was except for Zelda, and Zelda's not going to run around telling stories of the heroic deeds of Link because she doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. She just knows Link knows something, and so at the end of the day, Link lives out the rest of his days as a nobody for Ocarina of Time. I know, and it's just, it's never discussed. No. I mean, yes, we have the events of Majora's Mask, but again, those happen in a parallel world that really is kind of like a dreamscape, and it never really happened. So again, no one to tell the fabled tales of the hero Link from Ocarina of Time. I know. I love that little... I love when games do little details like this that you wouldn't normally think of, but when it happens, you're like, oh, yes. Love it. It also makes me sad. This is the this is the link that I am most sad for, even with everything that happens in Breath of the Wild. It, like this, hands down, is the link that really pulls my heartstrings because he's the hero. He's the un, he's the unsung hero. So it's like he's done all these incredible and amazing things that no one knows about and no one ever will, and he died alone, broken and sad I know it is sad but hey he gets his you know gets better form in Twilight Princess he passes it on and he gets to move on yay (laughs) (laughs) alright what do we got so a couple of fun facts here the 35th puzzle in the Pig Cross series and the 26th puzzle in the Mega Pig Cross series depicts the hero spirit out of this oh and the white wolf is also known as the golden wolf both in game and in the legend of zelda twilight princess the official nintendo player's guide by nintendo power and is also known as the spirit wolf in legend of zelda twilight princess Prima official game guide by Prima Games. However, as these names contradict its name in the encyclopedia, they aren't considered canon. See, I was wondering why you kept calling him the White Wolf because I've always known him as the Gold Wolf. I know. It, I don't. I don't understand this because if it's in the game, you think it's canon but since it's not in the encyclopedia you know 
I didn't understand it. It's but... like when Dark Horse wrote that, everything else just went out the window. <laughs> yeah. I do not understand it whatsoever, mm. but you know, that's it is what it is. Right. Well, this looks like the perfect time for us to go to our mid break. Well, here we are in the middle of the show, Aaron. What do we do in the middle of the show? Uh, uh, eat tacos. No, we say this really cheesy, horrible line about how it's <laughs> awful middly in here, and then we thank our wonderful, awesome, amazing, illustrious patrons, <gasps> such as our Golden Goddess level patrons. Yeah, we have Golden Goddess level patrons. So we have Austin Sloan, Jeremy Kelly, Chaotic Demon, Kex. Kyle Wilson, Mabel Flagtrax, and Mystery Bemo. We also have our Hyrule Royalty patrons. <clears throat> Alan Morgado, Christopher Green, James Becker, and our Sheikah level patrons. Uh, Foil Grimmere, Hero of Theories, Hero of Time, we've got two heroes now. <laughs> Naked Mango, Stormer858, Venomous Duck, We Are Legion, Wolf Warrior 1869, and our Kokiri patrons, A Meek, Austin J. Milner, Donnie Herman Jr., Jumanji, we've got a lot of patrons now, uh, Nebula Echo, Preston Balagad, Remington Cloutier, and our fairy patron, Doug Leamy. Lots of patrons. <laughs> that is a lot of patrons. We can't thank you enough. We greatly appreciate it. And we can't thank you listeners enough mm-hmm. either. Because you're just as important. Y'all are awesome. Speaking of awesome, I've been holding on to something for a while now. You keep a secret? Uh, I did. So, one of our fans, True Seeker, on Twitter, messaged me and asked me what Ariel likes. <laughs> True Seeker was kind enough to send us both a gift, which I have not opened. I have left it for you to open. And we had some technical difficulties and everything else going on. So, today is the day you get to open the bright blue gift. Are you ready, Ariel? Yes. True Seeker only had one request and it was to open it up on the podcast. So go ahead and open it up. Okay. <laughs> Give me a second. Oh, what we got here? The Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition, the complete season. Oh, this is awesome. Oh! Travel to the distant land of Hyrule, where the adventures adventures never end. Join Link and Princess Zelda as they fight monsters and strive to defeat the wicked Ganon to save their peaceful kingdom. Oh, this is awesome. I can't wait till you have to watch that. Hmm. <laughs> I'm reading the episode names right now. 
Give us the best one. Oh my goodness, the Moblins are revolting. <laughs> like, are they revolting or are their appearance revolting? Because I could see both. I guess we'll have to watch it to find out. <laughs> the missing link. <laughs> oh no. A hitch in the works. Stinging a stinger. Oh, these are awesome. The 90s puns are are really strong with this one. I know. Uh, Kiss and tell is one of them. Well, excuse me, princess. Oh, I can't wait to watch this. This is awesome. Oh, that's a great. I think there's one more in there for you, though. Oh, there is something else in here. What? <laughs> this is freaking awesome. What is it? It is a PlayStation edition of Resident Evil. Oh, the OG? One. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. I had I had a Resident Evil for the original PlayStation. It got stolen from me. Well, now you have it again, oh. thanks to True Seeker. I am speechless. <laughs> I'm about to cry. You could say thank you. <laughs> I definitely, 100%. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much this means to me. Oh. Oh. Thank yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So much. See, we love our fans and our fans love us. I I don't have words. That's a first. I don't have words. <laughs> no smart aleck comment, no nothing. Nothing. Oh my gosh. I thank you so much. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Trying not to cry right now. Uh, well, do you want to move on to some happier news? I don't think anything could get happier than <laughs> what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, so first off, I do want to say uh, a huge thank you to Truth Seeker for sending those. Ariel is is really speechless here. I can see her holding back tears. So thank you for sending those. The Resident Evil got you, didn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I... It really did get stolen from me a long time ago. <sighs> Good things come to those who wait. You want to talk about waiting? I'm going I'm to use this as a transition segue. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to steal the show first. I'm going to go first on this first part. Talking about waiting, we waited forever to get Tears of the Kingdom, right? It's been out for two weeks as of recording day. You need to wait until June 16th if you're hoping to get your hands on that complete official collector's edition Tears of the Kingdom guide. Because on June 16th, you can get this lovely little book for hardcover. $26.99 or paperback $19.66 on Amazon and it's pre-orderable now and currently it is 
on the Amazon charts as number four most ordered book this week. I wonder why. <laughs> I'm surprised it's number four. Well, to be honest. I'm curious to know what number one is, but not curious enough to break into this recording <laughs> to do it. <laughs> but yes, you can get your collector's edition and we will have the link in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So with that being said, Ariel, what do you got? I brought merch. Merch? Much like I always do. Tried to keep sticking with a Twilight Princess theme merch. This comes from T Amazing, and it is a Midna Twilight Princess purse and handbag. Gimme. You don't use purses. Doesn't matter. I want it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like a handbag, little purse here. And it has Midna on it. It's like a black purse. And has Midna on it. It's selling for $39.95. Oh, and it's on sale. Originally $79.90. So yeah, I will have the link yeah! in the show notes for this Midna purse. From T Amazing. Can you get me one even though I don't use purses? Sure, why not? Okay, cool. <laughs> and I'll give you the like approximate dimensions to you, anybody that's looking into wanting a purse. So it's ten and a half inches by four like ten and a half inches length by four inch width by Nine and a half inches height. So well, that's the size of the purse. That's a decent sized purse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well, you got the purse. And uh, I had to bring a second item because I found this and thought it was just super cool. I got the keychain that can go on the purse. Oh. Or the necklace that can go around your neck. Or the keychain that can go on your keys. Or you can use this for whatever you want. Are you ready? Yes. This is none other than the Sheikah Tablet Breath of the Wild Edition keychain or tablet necklace. So this will run you about 18 bucks. Uh, and it doesn't matter which style you get. Uh, the styles you can select from are the 20 inch brown necklace, 24 inch black necklace, 20 inch silver necklace or the gold keychain. And it is, it's, it's awesome. Uh, it comes from the creator Makaria and it looks like a, a really well done mock up of the tablet that we run around with in Breath of the Wild on our hip. The Sheikah Slate. The Sheikah Slate. Uh, I say tablet because I don't like the slate. Like there is, never mind. We'll get to that in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> but it's really well done. It even has like the hand grip that is on the Sheikah slate. Like when you pull it up to look at it, 
and you hold it it's even got like the grip design um it's got like the handles on the other side where the lens of truth thank you aaron uh <laughs> the lens of truth design where the handle becomes the other side it's got all of it it's really really done well it's really well designed i have to say so yeah if you want to get yours uh we'll have the link get. in the show notes and uh yeah it's only 18 bucks i want it <laughs> i want it for the necklace it's really cool okay i know i said i only had the one last thing but i was uh I was prompted by my Amazon cart just now. And uh, remember when I mentioned the Hori Split Pad Pro Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom controllers for the Switch that were coming out in Japan? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if they were going to come out to America? Well, guess what? We have a release date for America through Amazon. I like your change of uh, <laughs> voice there. So, we will have these released August 31st. 2023. Currently, right now, they are $59.99 on Amazon. And with taxes and everything, right now in my cart, it comes out to a whopping, let's say, $63.89. So that's not bad for these pro controllers. From what I've read, they do undock and can be used as a uh, wireless controller as well oh that's cool so it, it acts like a full-size controller when holding it in your hand and unlike the switch controllers this acts like a full-sized oh that's cool so yeah i uh i found these i got the prompt and was like i must tell everyone <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i promise that's the last thing those are the, those are the three things uh oh, so boy. so to save us some time today we're not going to do any fan reviews just because I want to make sure we get good nitty gritty in this episode. So we're not going to do any fan reviews today, but we'll do some extra ones next time. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. Okay. So is that it? We're done with the mid break? We are. I'm going to go play Resident Evil now. No. Yeah, you're right. I need to go get a PlayStation first. Or you could read our ad sponsors. We have ad sponsors? We have sponsors. Okay. That have ads. Okay. That we don't really read. We just make up on the fly. But we need to do those. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Who are they again? (sighs) Metallic Dice Games. No, it's not. That's right. It's changed to fan roll. Roll on over like a Goron (laughs) and go check out the dice. In all honesty, they do have really awesome dice. And they have a bunch of different dice to choose from. Like types, you have like the metallic, you have wooden, resin, silicone, you know, gemstone. Oh, their gemstone dice are gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Go get you some ruby ones. I wish. (laughs) I wish. I think they do have some ruby ones. Well, it's... uh, Yeah, it's not real Ruby, but it's anyways, it's something like that. Head on over there and use our promo code almightyc10, which is A-L-L, mighty, the letter C, 
and 10 and save yourself 10% off your purchase. And if you're not really feeling dice, which I don't know why you would be feeling that way, but you know, sometimes <laughs> it happens. They also have like dice accessories like dice towers, dice trays, dice bags, those types of things too. So go check it out, see what they have. They have a whole bunch of awesome stuff and you can save yourself 10% off. And while you're at it, head on over to STL Ocarina and use our promo code LOZLORE10 and save yourself 10% off a beautiful ocarina. And they don't just have Legend of Zelda ocarinas. They have a whole bunch of different other types of ocarinas as well. If you would rather have like Lord of the Rings one or, you know, what have you. D&D, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. They have a whole bunch of different types. Uh. So yeah, go over there and check out what they have. Save yourself 10% off when you fall in love. I said when, not if. <laughs> you fall in love with a beautiful ocarina. <laughs> Gosh, I love it. So, uh, once again, no fan reviews this mid-break. Just because we want to pump out as much good good, to quote our good friends over at the uh, First Encounter podcast, uh, <laughs> good good content this episode as we can. Uh, but we will be back with fan reviews next episode. So with that being said, I think it's time to end the mid-break. Let's end the middle of the show. Well, here we are at the end of the episode, Ariel. And we have a couple more characters to go over, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Just a few. Just a couple. Just a tidbit. Yep. <laughs> Let's dive in. Splash. <laughs> All right, let's dive into everyone's favorite feisty imp. It's uh, the Great Fairy. No, I already covered Great Fairy. Oh, uh, it's um, um, Impa. Impa's not Impa. It's Midna. (laughs) (laughs) Don't sound so thrilled. So, yeah, I know we've, we've covered her. I tried to get things that we didn't necessarily cover on Midna, so she's a Twily, a race descended from wielders of powerful evil magic who are banished to an alternate dimension by the golden goddesses Din, Feror, and Nehru after the Interloper War. This dimension that the sublimated descendant could only exist as shadows eventually became known as the Twilight Realm. Midna was chosen as the next ruler of the Twi'le, either by bloodline or election. This angered Zaunt, who believed he deserved it more than Midna. So he cursed Midna, taking her powers that were granted to her as the leader of the Twi'le and forced her into an imp-like form to humiliate her. Midna fled the palace, horrified by her appearance. She soon realized that if she recovered the fused shadow, she would be able to take back the throne from Zaunt. So she went to Hyrule to find the other three pieces and learned of Zelda surrendering to Zaunt to save her people. She also watched Link transform into a wolf after being pulled into the Twilight. She then remembers a legend among the Twilight that a hero would appear as a divine beast and decided to use Link to help her get her throne back. Like Navi, 
Midna acts as a guide who helps the player learn the controls and advance in the game. She does not offer info on enemies, though she does give small tips on what to do to beat a boss. She also can't tolerate light and hides in Link's shadow in the light world. When she's able to take on her physical form in the light world, she still chooses to stay in Link's shadow most of the time. She has a playfully mischievous sense of humor and shows a cynical demeanor for most of the game. She has four forms, which is the Twily Midna, which is her true form, the Imp form, which is her cursed form, Dark Midna, which is her her dark doppelgangers of her Imp and Twily form, and she has the Eldritch form which is the which is taking on an otherworldly masked beast. So that is the info I have on Midna. I tried to get stuff that we hadn't already covered cuz we did. We have covered Midna a lot in this. So I like the name though of the that form, the Eldritch form. Very very Cthulhu. Very HP Lovecraft of you. I know. I uh, enjoyed it. <sighs> I of course have some fun little facts. I was gonna say I've got I've got Easter eggs. If you don't, <laughs> oh, I do. I have some fun little facts. Then you can do some Easter eggs on her. So, in the official Twilight Princess trading card deck, Midna has two cards: one for her imp form and one for her true form. Midna's true form card, Princess Midna, is one of the nine gold cards in the trading card series. So, I just want to say, I never knew that The Legend of Zelda had trading cards. The more you know. (laughs) I never knew this, and I'm disappointed I don't own them. Well, I know what you're going to collect next. Uh, yes. Uh, big time. So, the name Midna may have been derived from the word midnight. This further plays on the motif of the times of day in Twilight Princess. Huh. See, I kind of figured that one. So... During development of Twilight Princess, Tetra was used as a placeholder for Midna when writing Wolf Link. Tetra. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So the last thing I have is a little little bit of a longer one, but it's definitely worth hearing. So are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's hear it. So Midna is the second bearer of the Triforce of Wisdom. What? So when Zelda saves Midna from death by sacrificing her power for Midna, Midna says in shock that I have taken everything you had to give, though I did not want it. But only after looking at the back of her hand 
which is obscured from view. While many guess that Zelda gave Midna her light-filled soul to keep her alive in the light realm, which was keeping Zelda from losing her body, it's also possible that Midna was given the Triforce of Wisdom to keep her strong and resist Ganon's power, as it did for Zelda. I never even thought about that. This is consistent with both the nature of the Triforce and the nature of the Twilight. Had Zelda only given Midna her light-filled soul, her body would have lost physical form within the Twilight. Instead, it was unconscious and controlled like a puppet. And it is unlikely that Zelda could have been possessed by Ganondorf with the Triforce of Wisdom protecting her. Huh. Didn't even think about that. So just, you know, some food for thought there. I thought it was super interesting, so I wanted to add it in here. Yeah, I didn't. I never thought about the fact that when Zelda gave up her everything, that also meant the wisdom Mm -hmm. piece that she was carrying. But you know what? Looking back, thinking back on it now, yeah, she did have the whole look at the back of the hand thing going on and yeah okay Mm-hmm. that's just it's cool and it's crazy to think of oh my gosh I think the only one that's ever carried the Triforce of Courage is Link I'm gonna have to look this up now we may have to have a, de- a dedicated episode to the carriers of the Triforce I like this I like this <laughs> Uh, so any more interesting facts about Minda? Nope, that's it. If you have some. I don't have anything about her, but I have more interesting Kuko facts. <laughs> so, do you remember Falby's Flight by Foul? The little mini game thing? <laughs> so, a uh, little Easter egg here. If you throw all the Kukos out into Lake Hylia without leaving Falby's Cuckoo Coop after paying the emission fee... Falby will wonder where all his cuckoos went and will humorously tell you that you'll have to learn to fly on your own. (laughs) Say Falby's cuckoo coop ten times. I'm not saying that ten times. There's no way. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, uh, the next thing we have here is interesting fact. So the golden bugs that are hidden throughout Twilight Princess, we know that there are 24 of. However, did you know that 12 of them are male and 12 of them are female? And in addition to this, you will find that in the GameCube version versus the Wii version, they are reversed where you find them is reversed so they're mirrored in different locations so the GameCube version is mirrored and and it's only in the west that this happens to the only west copies of the games so in the GameCube release they will be directly the opposite side to the west in the Wii release compared to the GameCube huh don't know why Maybe to make it more interesting, but yeah, there's your interesting facts. I bet Beetle would be happy. <laughs> My gosh. Who's our next character? 
Beetle's not very happy with you, by the way, in your play Tears of the Kingdom playthrough. I know. You only got him one beetle. I know. <laughs> I've literally failed the entire game solely because I've only gotten one beetle. Uh. So. <laughs> you ready for this one? Yep. Telepoultry. Telepoultry. Um, I don't know. Uku. Because she teleports. Oh, okay, yep. Telepoultry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she is an Uka who's just trying to find her way back to the city in the sky. She goes from dungeon to dungeon looking for the Dominion Rod, which can help her get back to her home. Link will discover her stuck in a pot in the forest temple. And she will appear in every temple until the Palace of Twilight. And will and will find the Dominion Rod in the Temple of Time. Uku will jump into the sky cannon with Link, and they get launched into the sky. Argarok is tormenting the Uka. And Link defeats Argarok. And Uku goes to the Uka shop, where she can then be found. Uku, with the help of her son, can warp Link to the entrance of the dungeon he's in, except during mini-boss and boss fights. This helps save your progress within a dungeon, rather than starting over again when you leave. When used in the city in the sky, she will send Link to the shop located in the dungeon. So she's just a happy little teleporter who's just trying to find her way back home, essentially. So I have some fun little facts about Uku. Let's go. The 27th puzzle in Picross and the 20th puzzle in Mega Picross depicts Uku. During development, Uku had a human form rather than a bird one. Hmm. And you had covered this already. However, I put it back down in case anybody missed it. So, though it's thought Uku's name derives from Uka, it's taken from the code hashtag 00CC00, the code from Link's green tunic color in Ocarina of Time. I love that. I'm, I'm so glad you said it again. Because, again, that is the coolest little Easter egg. I mean, I would have never known that had you not said it, because I really just thought Uku came from Uka. Nope. <laughs> I feel like that's why they put that there, though, because they could hide it, hide the little code. Because it's, it's so close to Uka. Yep. All right, ready for the next one? Who we got? Takes hovering to a whole new level. Uku Jr. <gasps> Gasp. I had to remember the name. I couldn't. I was like, Uku, Uku, Uku. <laughs> it is Uku's son, Uku Jr. What? What a twist. <laughs> so he is a tiny floating head with bird-like wings on either sides and is the son of Uku. 
By warping to Uku, Uku Jr. allows Link to return to a certain point in a dungeon. He will stay with Link when he warps out, which allows Link to warp back in whenever he wants to. He is the only Uka child seen in the city in the sky. He also writes very little, as seen by his letter to Link after completing the city in the sky. So I have a fun little fact about Uku Jr. Oh. In Twilight Princess, if Link uses Uku and Uku Jr. in the forest temple, he first finds them in. The letter that he later receives is different than if he hadn't used them. It's possible to get both letters if Link doesn't use them in the first dungeon, but later uses them in any dungeon afterwards before the Temple of Time. So, you get two different types of letters. So, do you want to hear about the fish crying Easter egg? Uh, yeah. (laughs) So, occasionally, while, uh, while you're fishing... You can catch various pieces of flotsam and trash, like old boots, twigs, wheels, so on and so forth. After catching one of these, you can properly dispose of it by pressing A, and most of these items are useless trash or debris that get snagged in Link's line. However, if you look around, there are signs posted that says, don't litter, do not toss empty bottles or cans here, the fish are crying. Keep the fish hole clean. <laughs> Poor fish. <laughs> oh, gosh. So there's your little Easter egg if you ever bothered to read some of the signs. Uh, I actually had a buddy who played this through at the same time as me, and I actually found these signs. And he just kept walking past them. He's like, whatever, I don't read signs in Legend of Zelda. It's, they're all annoying. They're all the same thing. They're tutorial. This was what got him to start reading signs in the game now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's your uh, the Fisher crying Easter egg. Poor fish. <laughs> Another Easter egg for you, if you'd like. Go for it. So if you are on Isa's shack, Okay, the rat, uh, the rapid ride, uh, and you use bomb arrows to destroy breakable jars. She will demand that you pay her ten rupees as compensation for breaking the jar, and she will demand you pay another ten rupees every time you blow up a jar with a bomb arrow. So even though you're supposed to do something in this using arrows, you're not allowed to use bomb arrows. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your next Easter egg. These are these these Easter eggs aren't really going to go with the characters until we get to the postman. Huh. Uh so yeah. So that's all I've got for Easter eggs right this second. What do you got for your next character? Oh, well, it just so happens that this character is a much needed comedian to such a dark um, no idea. The postman. <laughs> Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, he's he's pretty funny in this game. Postman's always a great laugh. 
<laughs> so the postman is first seen running away from Kakariko Village across Hyrule Field when Eldon Province is covered in twilight. When Link clears the twilight from the area, the postman resumes his job delivering letters sporadically to Link directly without the need of post boxes. He is also able to recognize Link in wolf form. He's a lot funnier in this game. <laughs> he breathes oddly when running and will hum one of the many melodies heard when Link obtains an item. <laughs> he carries a red banner with a symbol of a bunny with the word postman written underneath the symbol in New Hylian. When off duty, he's seen in various places around Hyrule. In Ordon Ranch, he's feeding an illegible letter to the goats. In Zora's domain, he's behind the throne trying to identify who Mr. Zora is. In Telma's bar, he's deciding what to order. In Eld Inn, he's drawing off a letter he accidentally dropped in the hot springs. He's seen crouched on a wooden bridge in fruit, fruit pop flight and is even seen in the 49th floor of the Cave of Ordeals, but only after it's been cleared at least once. So yeah, that's what I have on the postman. So your, uh, where's your uh, sneaky little things? Where's your, where's your quirks and your hidden knowledge of said character? I don't know. I where, where's your, uh, where's your tidbits? <laughs> My fun facts. Yes, <laughs> I've got one. On okay, man. All right. So in Hyrule Warriors, Link can wear a costume resembling the postman from Twilight Princess in the Twilight Princess DLC pack. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, I also only have one Easter egg for the postman. So, the costume in which the postman wears in this game is resembling of pretty much any other time we've seen the postman. Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, he wears the same thing. The bunny that is on the flag is a callback to the bunny hood that you use in Majora's Mask to perfectly time out your 10 seconds. <laughs> it's also a callback to Ocarina of Time when you give the bunny mask to none other than the postman. No. <laughs> so there's your two kind of one Easter egg. <laughs> oh, postman. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. No. <laughs> the door. I don't think the door sang that. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so is that all the characters you have for today, Ariel? That's what I have for today. 
next episode we'll bust through a, a whole lot more because I have a whole bunch that I just have small little things on. So yeah, this game with its NPCs, it's kind of like Majora's Mask, where you run into pretty much every character being some form of importance that you meet. <laughs> The soap opera that is Zelda. <laughs> yes. This so if Majora's Mask is the soap opera, Twilight Princess is like the reality TV shows. <laughs> no, I'll never look at this game of the same again. <laughs> Why'd you do that? <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so since we're in in this one, are a little bit on the early note. Um, I said Twilight Princess. I said Tears of the Kingdom has been out for two weeks by now. And no, listener, we're not going to talk about any spoilers. And yes, Ariel already gave her opinion. But I do want one thing. I want to ask you one thing. What do you think of the gear sets that we're getting in this game? I like them. I like that you can get everything that was in Breath of the Wild. Plus some new things that they've added. I don't really want to go too deep into what the new things are, but I do like that the basically everything in Breath of the Wild you can get uh, armor-wise or clothes, you know, wise, plus some new additions. I like that. I like the new additions of some like materials. So like some new fruits and stuff like that. I like those little additions, plus everything else that was, you know, I like it. I like the new gear sets. And like weapons, same thing. Though I do have something on the weapons, but that's when we start discussing Tears of the Kingdom. I will get into something I don't like about them, mm. but that's later on. Just overall question of what do I think of the gear sets? I like them. A lot. I like the fact that there is story around the gear sets now. In Breath of the Wild, they were just kind of DLC. You went out and found them. Now we have quests. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I do like, too, that with the armor sets, uh, that it's available to everyone even without amiibos. Yes. Yes. That was my big takeaway from this. I am so glad that Nintendo did not keep this a somewhat pay to win. Or like, you know, not so much pay to win, but more of like a, they didn't keep it solely exclusive. Everybody gets a little taste of the fun. Yeah, I do like that. So with that being said, Ariel, Anything else you'd like to bring up in this episode? I would very much like to bring up that I have failed as a Legend of Zelda player. Why? Because I've only gotten one beetle for beetle. <laughs> I have failed. <laughs> I'm a failure. Gosh. I'm so sad. I legit have been avoiding beetle like the plague solely because... I didn't have a beetle for him. <laughs> I finally got one. 
and I could not wait. I went straight to Beetle (laughs) to give him the Beetle, and he was the happiest Beetle in the world. And I went back to avoiding him like plague because I don't have a Beetle for Beetle anymore. Oh... I can't disappoint Beetle, so I don't, I'm avoiding him because I don't want to disappoint him. Because I'm a disappointment. You're not a t- at that. It, it, okay. I only. I think play, this is the perfect time. To I end this only episode. play Tears of the Kingdom solely to give Beetle uh, Beetles. Oh, all right. So thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. Bye. Thank you all for listening to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast tonight. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. If you did, tell a friend, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can chat with us all things Legend of Zelda on the Robots Radio Discord. Or you can get hold of us on our Twitter at LOZ Lorecast. Intro and outro are done by Bentonal Landscape. Links are in the show notes below. Till next time, dear listener, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this.